You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Okay, guys, welcome to session 15. I feel like this is almost just like a celebration episode. (laughs) And I just want to, you know, lead with saying that sometimes that's what we need with our coaches. I think that so often it can feel like, you know, coaching is only for a problem. Um, It's to solve a problem. And I just totally don't think that's true. I think having sessions where we just fully celebrate things, where we take it all in, where we relish and where we are, things like that are just as if not more useful than coaching that is to solve a problem or fix something. And I think normalizing having both is really important. I feel like, you know, that's something I've done with a lot of my clients over time where it's almost like, well, things feel good. So like, what should I bring? And it's like, well, sometimes like sitting in the space to say things feel really amazing. And how can I take this time to fully take it all in is so wildly helpful in our journey and coaching and our growth and our development, all the things. And it's so in line with what we're talking about with trust and making yourself right and seeing all the wins, right? So permission as a client or as a coach to have those sessions too that fully serves the process just as much. And it's so beautiful to be able to bask in that. And I feel like that's a bit of what we do this session. So I hope that you really enjoy. Hi. Hello. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. How you doing? I am good. Seems very good. It's really cold here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was like 65 yesterday and snowy and 30 something today. So. Oh, wowza. Tired of Nebraska weather. That's quite the move. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's typical. We like to have like all four seasons in one week. (laughs) Just really keep it spicy. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm ready for spring and summer, so it needs to stop. Because (laughs) I also packed away and taped the box of all of our winter clothes. So No. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. You're like, I don't have time for this. I can't. Oh, yeah. Beckett asked for a winter, like a stocking hat. To go to school today for recess. I'm like, just pull up your hood. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, you'll be fine. It'll be fine. You have gloves. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Oh, Nebraska. I refuse to open boxes that are done. (laughs) I hear that. You're like, we are not repacking at this point. Nope. Nope. Not happening. How are you feeling overall? I am good. I always love when I fill out a questionnaire and I'm like, not really sure what to focus on this week because that is when like the email thing came about. So what is going to come about today? What magic might happen How today? are you going to change my life today? <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. I don't I don't know. The, the email thing it really might have been my crown jewel in all of this. Um, it, <laughs> I don't know if I is. can talk. <laughs> it has been. <laughs> How does that feel still? I know you told me in Basecamp that you're just feeling fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy to me how much that was controlling my life. Like, it's insane. Literally controlling your life. Yeah. I mean, this is so minute, but I hadn't actually watched shows like Grey's Anatomy or any of those that I've been watching for years. 
Mm-hmm. Almost this entire, I mean, I'm going to say since like school started in August because I have felt so behind with work mm. that I never gave myself that space. That mm. <laughs> I mean, I also did get things done this weekend, but I caught up on like five past episodes of a million little things oh, that I hadn't even like yeah. dove into. <laughs> And it felt good. How good is that? Yeah, you know, doing things for me, kind of crazy. Isn't it so interesting too? Like I I just think we have to talk about this for a second, which is like, isn't it so interesting too how if I had said to you a couple weeks ago, like, just take the weekend, watch five shows, don't look at anything, whatever, you would be like, that's literally laughable. I do not have the time to do that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I would have been like, uh, have you looked at my to-do list? <laughs> and yeah, I mean, the thing is, the to-do list is still there, but it's this yep. urgency of the emails on my phone and on my watch constantly reminding me that I was not doing something. That's what's yep. mm-hmm. like changed. <laughs> it's so true. I love that word, urgency, because that's how our brains work. Like urgency prompts us into intensity and action. I mean, honestly, like that's why people use quote unquote urgency in a sales process (laughs) (laughs) because it works. It's like really compelling and it's like really, really um, motivating or, you know, motivates action for our like lizard brain. Right. Right. And so it's interesting to see like how you almost were like creating that for yourself, thinking like, oh no, like I can see what's really going on here, but we're blinded by those things sometimes. So what's so awesome to see here is what actually shifted for Allie and what actually shifted was that feeling of urgency and intensity, right? And when we bring that urgency and intensity to our business and put ourselves in these constant kind of fight or flight responses all the time because of that urgency, it's really hard to feel good in the business. When we remove that intensity, right? It just no longer feels like it's controlling our life. It's just part of business. It's just part of, you know, doing our job and running the business and serving clients. And so just notice that in your own business. Where am I bringing so much urgency and intensity to it that it's really activating? And where can I bring that down so that like, you know, answering an email just feels like a normal part of my day-to-day work in business and not like something that's so intense and urgent that I can't even, you know, get through a workout or whatever, right? Like even just the, you know, five hours of getting to watch the show is that she's never let herself do. Like if I don't feel like I can have that on a weekend and, you know, I have so much urgency that I can't even stop for that, that's really something to look at because it's not so much that email, right, is a problem. It's how I'm relating to it and the feelings it's bringing up. So look at where that urgency and intensity is showing up in your business and see if there's a way for you to shift it like Allie has because obviously it has changed so much for her and I know it could do the same for you. It's funny that you brought up like the whole sales tactic of it because when you're learning about creating the urgency in your sales marketing and the emails, like it feels so icky to me to write that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's because like I hate the pressure of urgency myself. Right. That I would never want to put that on somebody else. <laughs> right. Well, oh, but right. wait, mm-hmm. I'm doing that constantly to myself anyway. <laughs> Well, that's why you're so like, uh, what's the word? Um, like, feel so gross about it too, because you're like, I, I'm like sitting in this all the time right now, and it feels awful. Yeah, like I don't want to do that to somebody else. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, it even relates back to 
when I took all due dates off of my projects for clients. Mm-hmm. I didn't ever want them to feel pressured or urgent or that I was like controlling their life, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. And now it's like, oh, wait, I was just putting all that on myself then. Yes. And really, really getting stuck that way. Yep. Life is just so fascinating, isn't it? Oh, you know, it is. (laughs) I also want to punch it in the face sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that. I hear that. I think last week I had to laugh at myself probably about five times in like three days because the universe is very much challenging my control freak tendencies. Mm, Okay, tell me. My son is... <laughs> he likes things just so. And I She's like also things also a control freak. Just yes. so. <laughs> <laughs> so he he's very good at like vocalizing his feelings, which is amazing especially for his age. But then we like want to ha- butt heads constantly. So his new thing is he pulls his curtains out of like their little tie backs mm-hmm. because he wants them open and free. And I'm like, no, they're supposed to be in the tie backs. That's what makes it look nice. <laughs> oh my gosh, how amazing is that? Oh, I can't walk by his room. It's driving me crazy. But I'm also like, whatever, it's his room. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, it's little things like that that I'm like, it's okay. It's okay to let go of the control. But god damn, it is eating away at me. <laughs> yeah. The curtains specifically or the fact that he has his own opinion? <laughs> the curtains specifically. <laughs> You're killing me. I love it. But here's what's so good about that. What do you think I'm going to say, actually? I want to hear your what, what you think I'm going to say is so good. That I'm letting it happen. <laughs> yes. That, like, that you are able to sit in that discomfort mm-hmm. and let it happen. Because before it would have been like, I can't, like, literally, I cannot. Uh huh. Which don't get me Does wrong. Does that make sense? Like, it's so silly, but like, it's such an important thing to give yourself credit for. I have put them back twice. Like, I cleaned his room and vacuumed, and natural tendency was to put them back. And 10 minutes later, mm-hmm. I walked by and he had adjusted them again. I'm like, oh my God. You're killing me. <laughs> and then I was like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it really is fine, right? Uh yeah. I'm I'm telling myself that. And it will be, and it is. Like nothing has changed in my life that he changed his curtains. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really feel like he's such a gift in this moment, right? Because it's like you know that like nothing changes your life about that. Like you conceptually know that. Mm-hmm. But to sit in the discomfort of every time I walk by, I see that. And it's like something I have to surrender. Like, damn, is that a good exercise? Here's the other one. So like Uh I said, he is very good at like he wants to talk through his feelings. And as you know, I told you at the very beginning, if I get upset, I like to just shut down. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if he gets upset, we need to go and sit in his room and talk it out and like hug it out. And Aww. sometimes we sing and sometimes I'm like, I just don't want to talk right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he's pushing me through it that I'm like, oh, he is the gift that I've always needed. I mean, God, kids are such gifts and such teachers, aren't they? Oh, it's just so funny that like, how did I birth him? 
And he's so opposite of me in so many ways, you know, because my mm-hmm. husband is not a talker <laughs> at all. Yeah. And here's my little kid that let's talk everything through. Let me tell you about my feelings. Like, okay. Well, I also think that that is very much credit to you for being a mama who has opened the space for him to do that. Yes. Yeah. That's a big deal. I told you, we got that big life journal like a long time ago. And it was great to work through together. It was so good. That is amazing. But I love how he's just pushing all of your edges right now. So, so I, funny, but so good. <laughs> I told you, like, I had been kind of terrible, not terrible, but like, I haven't been as dedicated to journaling as I was previously. And it just all happened when everything happened so quickly with the house. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. now I'm like, oh, he's reminding me that I need to check back in. <laughs> like, So he's, he's like my literally little... literally your journal. Yeah, yeah. He's my little prompt every day of what I can work through. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's so good. But listen, you know what? I just have to keep saying this and I'm going to keep saying it. You have to give yourself so much credit for that because like even the fact that we're here laughing about this and that you're not like completely just like miserable about it. Like hanging up and fixing those damn curtains. (laughs) Right. Or being like, I just can't, like I simply can't. Like, sorry, Beckett, like these curtains look are going to look how they look, right? Well... Yeah, it's funny because last night I started the, well, how about while we live here, they stay behind the Tyvex, but in the new house? And he's like, mom. And I'm like, or they're fine. (laughs) He's like, don't even try me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was going nowhere that I'm like, okay, just stop. Like, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, you're sitting in it. You're making it fun. You're laughing about it. You're seeing it for the lesson it is. Like, that is all the stuff self-trust is based on. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm feeling it happen. Okay, so let's talk about it in the business because I know that's oh. where we're still playing with. Yep. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> oh, that's still there? <laughs> Hi, we're still there. I thought yep. this was a therapy mm-hmm. session. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that so funny how like that would have been like the thing you wanted least at the beginning and now you're like, I'll hang for that. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. just talk that, not business. And <laughs> Uh-huh. So interesting. Okay, so tell me about the self-trust and business piece. How's that feeling right now? So it has gotten a lot better. Like I told you in some messages on Basecamp, like I've really learned, and a lot of this goes back to the whole email thing, that it doesn't feel so weighted and urgent, but that when I get the response, like um, one of my clients had um, talked about how she's frustrated while creating the content for her website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, let's say Alicia before at Lacey <laughs> would have. I'd love to have like a little acronym for that, but I didn't come up with it fast enough on the fly. Um, uh, so she, <laughs> now my brain is like coming up with some <laughs> fun work for like that. Track. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so first I would have sat down and been like, oh my God. As you know, I would have wanted to burn down the process and really try to figure out how I could make this easier and take out any frustration possible. Yep. But I had another client, like, email me, and I've been working with this client for three years now. Mm, And 
we're redoing her whole website. So I actually asked her if she wanted to try this new, the new framework process instead of creating a new custom site, which I mean, it's still going to be custom, but you know what I'm talking about. And she was excited about it. So she had just turned in all of her content, got everything over to me. So I messaged her right away. And I'm like, I just want to evaluate like how this went for you and how you felt about the new process. Like, did was there ease around creating the content compared to before? Um, just give me any feedback you have, any feelings. And she's like, I loved it. So, mm. I mean, even though I had two very polar opposite expressions from clients, yeah, I learned that, okay, I don't need to burn everything down. Like sometimes it's just not the perfect fit for one person, but that doesn't mean it's not right. So, you know, like that was huge for me. And I'm glad that I took the second to step back and just be like, okay, ask somebody else. And if it continues to come back that this is hard and heavy, then there's something wrong. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my little heart. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's it. And also something else that comes up for me here that I think is just really important to say and I think that we can all say this, like, you know, if anyone's listening and wants to email Allie and tell her, <laughs> wait, don't email her, I'm kidding, <laughs> um, send her a message, um, that this is true, but it's like, just fundamentally, the process of writing copy for your website is frustrating. Yes. It has nothing to do with you or your process, but like I just had my website um, rewritten, I think at the beginning of this year, maybe like a little way in, um, and I really like writing and it was still like kind of a frustrating drawn out process in terms of me like going back, editing myself, whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think that's helpful to see where it's like that can be true without a single thing being wrong with your process. So I think just so cool for Allie to really see that polar opposite feedback from clients on her copy process and really how much that helps her take it less personally and not change her process, right? So sometimes the process our clients go through just literally is frustrating, but that doesn't have to mean anything about us. Like how Allie and I were talking about writing web copy can be really frustrating. That doesn't mean her process is broken, right? For so many of my clients, building a business can feel really hard and challenging. That doesn't mean my coaching is broken. My coaching is there to support them through that process, right? My coaching is there because that process feels hard and frustrating sometimes, right? So like Ali's outline is there because copy can feel really overwhelming sometimes, right? So the more we realize that it's okay for our clients to have varying experiences, varying degrees of frustration, et cetera. Our job isn't to take all of that away, but to make it as simple as we possibly can and to support them through the journey. And as soon as we do that, we can really step back and see that it's not so much us or our process that is broken. It's just part of humans going through the human process of running a business, right? So I'm never saying, don't make your process better. But like for Ellie, it's been such a, a thing of like, unless it's perfect for everyone, it's broken. And so just really beautiful to come to this realization. And I hope you take that away and use it in your business as well. And that's what I have to keep coming back to. Like there mm -hmm. is always going to be a frustration with it. First off, there's a lot of pages on her website. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean, so the fact that 
she may be getting confused of how this page leads to this page and then losing the flow of it. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's hard when you're creating yeah. that much content and you're trying to do it in a day or two. And I think that that's where like I created or I worked with my copywriter to create just that little short video, you know, like talking about why this is important and how you should be writing headlines or like what they're there for, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually had her go back in and edit um, and add a section for me that I could talk to the fact of this doesn't happen in two hours. Right. We can't just sit down and think that we're going to knock out our entire website because it's hard. And sometimes you have to be like, oh, crap, that's not where I wanted to go with that. I need to go back over here. Exactly. So I've learned that. I mean, I think I've even said this to you, like sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, maybe I just don't even want to do websites. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I also know that like so many website designers, I mean, I would even toss out like 97%, who knows, Mm -hmm. my own stat, but But everybody that I work with and that I know who is a designer vocalizes the frustration of getting content. Mm -hmm. So I also know it's not on me, but it's that caretaking side of me that wants to make everybody's life easier that I always feel the weight of it. So. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm learning to work through it. Absolutely. And I'm also glad that email didn't come straight to my phone and then I would have freaked out and (laughs) 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 thought about it forever. (laughs) That, I mean, honestly, you know, I'm like kind of a mush ball, but like that like literally makes me want to cry. Oh. But seriously, because like that is so different. Like I feel like For you to come from this place of, like, if I can't fix it all for everyone, my process is broke and my business is broke, to come to the place of, like, this will always be hard for them and I can just tell them it's going to be hard for them and it'll be fine. Yep. Yeah. That is magic. That is everything, right? Well, so we'll just call this call Celebrating Lacey and her achievements because no yours no nope, here's another one definitely for you not mine. <laughs> definitely not mine to be clear these are 100% your achievements so um remember that client that was like oh you don't do phone calls then we're i'm out right and then yeah, i was yeah, like yeah. oh am i wrong am i yes. am i should i change this do i need to be and i had a local client reach out to me and i i don't know why but i always get so nervous about local people it's weird one of the things I need to work through. they're going to have different expectations. Or- yeah, and they do. Like, instantly it was, can you come down and we'll just talk for a while? And I'm like, mm, mm. that's hard. Ooh, yeah. So, I mean, I sent a video with my process, like, walking everything through. And I just really laid out, like, how I communicate and how we work through everything. And I didn't hear back from her. And I'm like, well, obviously that deadline came and went because it was a really short turnaround as well that I was like, I have to have this by, mm-hmm. you know. So over the weekend, I got an email and it was, I have tried so many times to sit down and write this, but I needed a personal face and connection to be able to speak through my ideas. Mm. And she's like, but I love your work. Your website was stunning. I really look forward to working with you on expanding my brand, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I just didn't know how to make it come to life without meeting you because I can't email. Mm. <laughs> and at first, I, you know, like, again, pre-Lacey, I would have been like, oh, shit. 
I did everything wrong. I needed to go down there. I should have set a whole afternoon aside. But instead, I, I just emailed back and I'm like, I totally respect that. Yeah. You have to do what you have to do. I have to do what I have to do. We can still work together. I'll introduce myself oh my next God. time we're in. You know, like. Yes. And I didn't let it bother me. And that was a huge thing for me because the last one did. I mean. Are you in tears can now? we just? <laughs> yes. I am like. I'm not well. <laughs> yeah. I just can't. But you know what's so cool about that? She probably is going to be a client because of how you handled that. I hope so. She's pretty cool. And what she's doing is really exciting. Yeah. And then when she is a client, she's going to know your fucking boundaries. <laughs> You know, and it's so funny because, again, like, I sat there writing that email of, God, does this sound harsh? But I'm like, no, this is just how you operate. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, but one thing before we move on here. (laughs) Move on from celebrating? (laughs) You know what I'm going to give you a hard time about. Yeah, what? Which is that this is definitely your accomplishment. It's not a me celebration. It's a you celebration. I need you to explain to me how you fully know that before we can move on. <laughs> I do know that. Okay. I said, because all I of this happened because you this. did all of this. <laughs> yes. 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 But you really helped. And not only did you sit down and do this, but you stayed fully uncomfortable <laughs> through much of it to be able to have that even happen. Yes. And it's, it's, it's not as uncomfortable as it used to be. So we're making mm-hmm. big progress. Big progress. I am so, so proud of you. I mean, I remember what was it like two months ago? I had to lay on the floor and breathe through things. (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot of floor breathing, things like that. Like that was all you. Couldn't have done that for you. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's totally fine. And it's even like there's even more to come, I guess, because like then once this person does swing back around and become a client or whatever, you're going to have even more evidence built up. So all you're doing is building more and more evidence along the way now. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay, so something really important here I want to touch on is how important it is to recognize this as Allie's achievement and not mine. Obviously, she's lovely and wants to give our work credit, which of course I completely appreciate, but that is when we abdicate power is when we feel like it's our coach that got us there. I might feel like my coach helped me a lot to do the unpacking and the work to get there, which is totally true of Allie and I's work together, but she is the one that did all the difficult things, that did all the difficult mindset work, that took the action that was wildly uncomfortable, that stayed in the process, that continued to put everything we talked about into practice. And I think that's so important to acknowledge. A good coach is absolutely gonna help you tremendously but we don't want to outsource our power to that coach. Allie is really the one that took all of this and ran with it. Someone else could be working with me and do none of that, right? They could hear me say all of those things and still do nothing with it. And so Allie is the one that truly took charge here, truly put it all into practice and showed the fuck up for herself and this process. And so, yes, I partnered with her to make that feel a little easier or have new perspective at times, but this is truly, truly her win. And it's so important to acknowledge that. Yeah, that's just freaking amazing. So, so good. Okay, awesome. So I know you haven't had time to do all that, but how are you feeling about the stuff we talked about last week as it relates to the course, things like that, or program? I don't want to say course. So 
I started to unrealistically put a lot of expectations on myself. Weird. Oh, wow. It's so interesting. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a change of pace. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. So I started writing things out and then I'm like, Okay, well, let's slow your roll for a second and maybe tackle some of the little short things that you've been putting off. Like, oh, those e- emails that I was supposed to add to my follow-up process, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, stop jumping ahead. Like, you have time for all of this. But it's also because I'm not sitting there spinning my wheels of how to reply to emails, you know. So I started just knocking the little ones out one by one. And now I'm like, okay, now you feel like you have more space to tackle the bigger issues or not issues, not issues, did not mean that, the bigger projects. So I started a little outline for that. And then I actually did um, contact my copywriter to see if she could help with the sales page just because I can't do it all. (laughs) Yep. Totally. Um, Love it. And she said she would be able to mid-May. So she's going to help me with that. And that just really took a lot of pressure off of me instead of like, I mean, I can write it. I'm not saying that I can't. And I always, like, spruce up with my own words what she provides me. Um, But it just really created more space for me to continue to, like, finalize my workflow and get all of that. Because the other thing that I noticed is I have a lot of stuff that my VA was going to start doing for me, but I never finished the tasks for her to actually start it. Mm. Yeah. So I started... I'm like, okay, take one thing off your plate so you can finish these other things instead of just continuing to add more. I mean, like, who are you and what is going on? I don't know. I feel really in control right now. (laughs) And I don't know if I like it. I mean, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're almost like looking around like, what is something else happening? What's going on? Honestly, like, I'm still busy AF. Like, don't get me wrong. But I feel good about my workload. And I don't, I mean, almost to the point that I'm like, am I forgetting something? Like, is there a project that I don't have written down? (laughs) (laughs) First of all, there's definitely not a project you don't have written down. I can't imagine how how you would ever let that happen, (laughs) number one. Number two, I think what's really cool is what you're seeing is like when I, when I take off that huge expectation that I put on myself, then I can really get into the manageable details. And then those are ending up making a really big difference, right? Yes. So I told you I started like checking off a few of the little things that like I was supposed to get to my VA. Yeah. <laughs> and she is so magical if I just get her the shit, right? Yep. Totally. <laughs> that my husband and I had to run to Menards for a few things to finish out the house and everything, you know. And while we're there, I get this, like, notification that I had an Instagram story to post. And I'm like, oh, look at that. Way to go. (laughs) I didn't do it. (laughs) Oh, my God. How good is that? I know. I mean, like, yes, I provided her the things, but I wasn't expecting her to be such, like, on the ball. So on the ball, you know. Right. But I was like, oh, if you could have just tackled these things instead of feeling so overwhelmed and out of control all the time, this shit could have been happening. Yes. Okay. That's a really good way to say it. Like, I was feeling so overwhelmed and out of control. It was hard to actually tackle the things, right? Yes. So what feels like it's most, like, number one priority right now? Because I think that's maybe even, like, a good point to go back to here. Um, So number one priority, 
I don't even know if this is going to make sense to you, but to me, it is number one. Hit me. Um, so I still hadn't got her like the canned emails and things like that for her to do the weekly check-ins yeah. with my clients. Yeah. And that's what, like, to me, that's number one priority right now. But I had to finish out Agreed. the tiny little workflow things, you know? Yeah, so totally. So now I'm just creating a, like, where my clients are at list. So she can start doing okay. those weekly check-ins and have the email and I'll know that that's all taken care of. Then, <laughs> then I'm moving on. Like I said, I created like an outline to provide to my copywriter and then we'll start building that out. Fully agree with that. Because one of them takes one of the biggest overwhelms off your plate, right? Yes. Yes. And I think that's what you're seeing here when you're prioritizing this stuff too, is that if you put your focus on the things that actually take your overwhelm down versus like what you like supposedly think you're supposed to, mm-hmm. that's when things really get better, right? Okay, so what's really ironic is that when we feel that overwhelmed and out of control, it's what stops us from doing the things to feel better, right? So when we get that overwhelmed and that out of control, one would think like, oh, I would just do the things to, you know, not feel overwhelmed. But when I'm in that place, it's so hard for me (laughs) to do that. And that's why Allie has seen that shifting the experience of what's happening is actually the biggest thing right? I.e. doing her mindset. So it's like, I have to shift my experience of this thing, i.e. do my mindset work so that I don't feel overwhelmed and completely out of control, which is what actually helps me bring down the overwhelm and prioritize the things that will make me feel more in control, (laughs) right? So even though when we're overwhelmed and out of control, we want to deprioritize mindset the most, right? that's when it's the most helpful because it brings us back down to a state where we can at least prioritize and at least start to take action on what's going to actually make that better long term. If we're in complete overwhelm and feeling lack of control and we don't prioritize mindset, we're very, very, very rarely going to take a bunch of really strategic action to make all of that feel better because we're coming from this place of uber reactivity, right? So if you are in that place or if you have been in that place, your biggest go-to is first do the mindset, get to a little bit more of a neutral feeling about it, and then strategically decide how to prioritize the things that actually bring down the overwhelm long-term. Yes. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it is. Yeah. The things that I avoid should be the top of the list. (laughs) Well, and the reason I'm avoiding them is that catch-22, right? Yeah. I'm avoiding them because I'm overwhelmed, but they're the thing that's going to bring down my overwhelm and then I get stuck, right? Yeah. And I mean, this goes back to even hiring the project manager. Like, I avoid writing this because I feel like, well, somebody might know how to do this better. Yep. And I keep waiting for that magical pill or, you know. Mm-hmm. Download. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh no, you know what? I do know my own process. I can write this damn email and I can get it to her. Mm-hmm. And I think honestly, like the difference is I now have the confidence to do it where yeah. before I was just constantly questioning. So I feel like it's almost been this like interesting journey for you where it's like, coming to the realization that no one knows better is like actually super depressing in a way. 
You mean nobody else is going to do this for me? (laughs) Right. Like, it's like, wait, no one knows better. That's awful. And then it's like, wait, no one knows better. That's fucking awesome. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of funny because reaching out to my copywriter as much as I have been, at first I was like, oh, you're just falling into this trap of hiring somebody to do something. I'm like, no, no. You wrote all your own copy. You've proved that you can do this. This is just multitasking. (laughs) Delegating. Like, it's okay. A hundred percent. Delegation is important. Delegation is what scales your business, right? Yeah. Now, delegating because you think you don't know how to do it or can't do it or don't have the skill set to do it or to, you know, like new or not far enough along or this or that, whatever. That's where it screws us. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Right? But delegating because you have finite time and also you're moving and also you have a life and a family and all the things. (laughs) No, don't go that far. I don't really have a life. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not get wild My life right now is driving my child around to his life activities. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Okay. So, like, Beckett has a life, you know? Yes. Like, you got to keep up with. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it's it's funny because I used to hire my copywriter literally to write everything for me. I mean, she did social media posts. She wrote all of my blog posts. She wrote my email series. I mean, like everything you could hire her for, she did. I mean, one year she even wrote my Christmas letter. Not going to lie. Yes. <laughs> so I'm dying. <laughs> learning to do that for myself took a lot of training and practice. So now, like, I don't feel bad when I have to ask her to help me or not have to. Like, when I get to ask her to help me with something because right, she, right. A, mm-hmm. she knows me so well. We still talk all the time that I get excited to be able to have her help me again, even though, like I said, mm-hmm. I know I'm not just handing it off because I don't feel like I can do it. So, mm-hmm. totally. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, even with the project manager, with the VA, all of it, same same philosophy, right? So this is when it's so cool to realize that no one actually knows any better, right? Allie has spent so much of the last, you know, 10 years in her business thinking that everyone else knew better than her. And that's really, really, really hard and disempowering. And what's interesting is that once we realize that like no one really knows that much better than I do, no one, you know, someone might know a little bit more about this or that, but like, I'm really the expert at me and my business, right? At first, it can actually feel really awful because you're like, wait, no one's coming to save me? (laughs) You know, like no one knows all this shit. That's so awful, right? Because wouldn't it be better if there was like one person that knew exactly what you should do and could come perfectly orchestrate it for you, right? But as soon as we get past that part, right? it really does start to feel so much better and so much more empowering because that's when we can actually get support that really helps us. When we realize that we're the expert of our own life, our own business, our own day and time and all of that, we can have support that comes in and helps us do better with that, use it more effectively, we have support we can delegate to, all of that kind of stuff. That's when everything gets really, really good, right? It's when support actually feels amazing. It's when coaching feels really good. When I'm trying to outsource my power because someone has told me they know better than me, it will usually feel really fucking bad, (laughs) right? The promise of someone knows better momentarily feels good and relaxing, but long-term, that disempowerment really, really wears away at us. 
But again, just because we know that we're the expert, it doesn't mean we can't get support and feel really amazing in that. It is where support feels the best. So just really wanting to remind you guys of that message, remind you that coming from that I am the expert and I am empowered place is what makes delegation, coaching, support, all of that feel really epic. So check in with yourself on that and see where you're coming from. Yeah, so good. So freaking proud of you. Okay, so next on deck, mm-hmm. t- talk to me about the how you're – not that we need to do more for it. Yep. So let's get that real straight real quick. Yes. Um, but, like, how are you feeling energetically just about, like, the core stuff? Um, honestly, I, I really do love creating those. Like, mm-hmm. it's fun to me. I love okay. to plan. I love to – I love to create, like – I don't even know where to go. Like, I love to put all of the details in one thing. Like, sometimes it's mm-hmm. hard for me to create a blog post because I'm like, okay, now that's 10 pages. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> where, of course, I really get to, like, pour my all into it and I don't feel like I have to hold back that I'm excited. Like, I'm super pumped to start creating this. And I hope and I pray that it's going to be exactly what people need and want and they love it. And mm-hmm. yeah. Is that what you're asking? I think that's, yeah, I think it basically I just want to check in because I know that like sometimes it seems like a good idea and then we go away from it and then we're like, oh, but oh, I don't know because blah, blah, blah. But like the fact that like um, it still feels like a really good, yummy, fun, exciting idea after having sat with it for a week, <laughs> that's a whole thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Isn't that interesting how that is, right? Where it's like you could be coming back right now being like, honestly, like, I don't even know why I was feeling so into that last week. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could be coming back being like, yep, still know I fully want to do that. Also fully clear that I need to do other things first and that still feels good. So the universe, you know, like keeps sending you the signs. Yeah. I I told you like Pinterest has been – big activity for me and it's always been the number Absolutely. one traffic driver and all of a sudden <laughs> it must be a blog post or something but like there has be a, been a resurgence in sales of my welcome packets for photographers mm. and just out of nowhere which is like oh okay you were meant to do these things now yeah. let's just fix them up for exactly where you are Yeah, because Mm -hmm. I kind of honestly forgot about them. And it was like one of those things like, oh, I created it. Now who cares? You know? Yeah, I'm past that. (laughs) But I'm not like I'm I'm so and I even talked about that last week of I'm so excited to create like a tiny mini course on a welcome sequence, you know, and having those included that these little sales that just keep coming in. I'm like, oh, that's fun. That reminds me. (laughs) I'm doing good things. (laughs) Yeah. And also, like, I think what's interesting is it's almost like this is what comes up for me. And I know it sounds so silly, but it's like you stopped feeling so overwhelmed where you almost were like energetically wanting to push things away. Yeah. And you just kind of like opened up a little bit. And then all these sales come rolling in. Like, I really do think that's a real thing. Yeah. It's like, Almost like we have to, like, clean out the closet before we buy new clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Right? Yep. And I feel like that's almost what happened here. Like, 
when I'm in that posture of like, I can't possibly have another thing or person around me on my plate, in my space, whatever, we kind of are in that experience when we're like, you know what? This feels really good and business actually feels pretty good and I actually feel amazing and I feel like I'm like handling it all. Then it's like literally this open door for something that was already there. You know, I also think that it has like sometimes you create these digital things like a course or a download or whatever Mm -hmm. and you strategize this whole I'm going to make this much money off of this. So there's this charged feeling of success on it. And A, I never marketed those properly. Like, yes, I had a lot of plans. I never followed through and I wasn't consistent. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm, I always mm -hmm. felt this weight of it needing to be better, even though I just Mm -hmm. never really committed to putting it out in the world. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's been the big shift, too, is that I've just taken that weight of it off and oh, look, it's still there. It's fine. It's going. I needed to stop putting so much pressure and thinking about it and feeling like it wasn't doing its job. (laughs) Mm. Like a surrender? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That could be. It might be like that. Yeah. I really like that. That gives me all the feels, too. So what I hear you saying (laughs) is that (laughs) – is that actually sometimes the best strategy is just to surrender. Yeah. Wow. That's a whole thing, isn't it? That is a big thing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And not something I'm real good at, but <laughs> but I am being shown multiple times. I think you're obviously improving at it. I am. I am. Absolutely. Okay, good. So – We feel good on the course. We feel good on priorities. We feel good on next steps. We feel good Mm -hmm. on the trust. Last thing that comes up for me is like the booking out situation, the waitlist situation, the being booked out through May. Like, is that still feeling good? Do you still feel like you have a clear kind of like eyesight on the waitlist or where do you feel like you're with that? Um, Well, you know, I told you that I fell off the face of the earth with social media and like I gave myself grace with it and I'm not upset about it. But obviously, like, I don't have the same number of calls booked as I did when I was very visible, you know. So it also taught me the lesson of priorities. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, just because I wasn't writing the social media post didn't mean that I could avoid the not checking into groups and engaging Mm. So, yes, like, I still have calls. I'm very excited for two calls that I have this week um, because we've actually chatted a lot just via email and direct message. So I'm very excited for those. So I'm feeling confident moving into June. um, Mm -hmm. And especially since I have the whole childcare thing figured out, I don't feel so tight and constricted on what I'll be able to do. Um, Totally. So, yeah, like. I'm still feeling good about it, but also had to check myself. <laughs> I mean, like, how good is that, though? Because I feel like, in a sense, it's almost easier to feel like that's not a thing. Right? And what I mean by that's not a thing is, like, I think there was definitely a point uh, <laughs> in the um, process where it felt like, does it even matter if I put myself out there? Like, what is that even going to do? And now you're like, oh, 
I can directly see that connection. <laughs> yes. Like when I'm out there more, I get more calls. When I'm out there less, I get less calls. And neither is bad. Like you are kind of needed less calls, right. to be honest. I mean, there was no way the past two weeks that I would have even been able to take all of the calls. <laughs> right. But to see how much that's in your power again mm-hmm. versus it feeling so random and so out of your power, like we can still surrender to it. Yes. Where it doesn't have to be a certain person at a certain time or whatever, but still feeling like, oh, when I do this thing in my business, X, Y, Z results come. That's like, that's some shit right there, isn't it? So on the note of empowering, (laughs) Allie not having the same number of calls as she was normally getting when she was more visible is actually wildly empowering, right? And here's why. Because so often it feels like nothing I do matters. I don't know what I'm doing. Like I can't possibly trust myself. All that kind of stuff, right? And it's really easy to get caught in those loops. But when we see like, oh, when I do this thing, I just typically get more calls. And when I do less of this thing, I get less calls. It's so empowering because we're like, oh, like it's kind of neutral. Like I can just do the process or not do the process. And then I kind of get this outcome either way. And we really see it as all within our power to generate the calls or not, right? And I'm not saying it's like a perfect 100% of the time it works like this, but when you can just see those kind of systems and processes in your business and realize like, if I pretty reliably show up in this way, I can pretty reliably get this number of calls, that's when things really start to get fun and easy because you don't stress it anymore. You kind of surrender to the process and know that it takes care of itself. But it also feels really empowering because you know you have the power to see the process through, right? So for me, it's not like I would always know like where my next client was coming from or exactly where the next call was coming from. But I really trust that if I do the process, those come and it works out. And that's really the power Allie's taking back here. You know, she used to have this feeling of like, I don't know what I'm doing. Everyone knows better. And now she's able to lean into this feeling of like, I just really see my process through. I trust myself to see that process through. And when I do, I get the outcomes I want. So that is a really freaking fantastic and amazing thing. And if you want to feel empowered in your business, really locking into that process and seeing where when you do it, this happens. And when you don't, this happens. It is such a cool place to be. And it is like the springboard for scaling and moving forward in so many other ways. Yeah. And I mean, it's funny because like Tristan, you know, he always is posting about Facebook goop, goop, (laughs) group engagement. (laughs) (laughs) He's always talking about goop and stuff. on Facebook. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, um, one of his posts, I don't even remember exactly what it, what it was about, but I was like, oh, that was me. Like, I used to avoid Facebook groups. Like, I tried to create every plan possible to not be in a Facebook group. <laughs> like, and now I'm complete opposite of that. And hey, maybe I need to, like, check into this one. Could I add one more? <laughs> You're like, bring bring them on, right? Bring that goop. <laughs> Give me the goop. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? It's so helpful to see that though, where it's like, oh, like there's this way in which I can kind of easily like make a thing wrong mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with the thing, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that's what you're saying is like, it really wasn't about groups or not groups. It was just about like where I was in my head at the time. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, mm, me writing a post and then putting a picture of me in a Facebook group, not happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. No. Um, Okay, so 
do you feel like that's like a reset moment or are you already there? No. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, that was that was past. Um, I also think universe. Thank you. So I had <laughs> the podcast. I told you like I was behind because I didn't even want to listen to where I was at then. Right. Yeah. And I've been listening mm-hmm. to it. And then it got me thinking and I was checking into like my honey book because it always has like charts of um, where clients are coming from and this and that. Right. And listening to the podcast and how I was so upset and like so stressed over making my clients happy. Guess what my number one. um, I don't know, like where I'm getting my clients is right now. Mm. past referrals <laughs> boy I, sh- I obviously am making everybody just super unhappy <laughs> <laughs> I wish you didn't suck so bad man I know and I'm like <laughs> just read the signs <laughs> they're everywhere <laughs> oh my gosh that is hysterical mm-hmm. actually isn't it it's just mm-hmm. funny that like that's exactly where I was thinking that about myself and then like the world is showing me over and over and over again <laughs> Mm-hmm. Not true. So the damn stories, yeah. the damn stories I create. And again, I think what you've gotten much, so much better at that we were talking about earlier and is really relevant to that is knowing that they can be upset without being upset at you. Mm-hmm. I can be frustrated at writing website copy because writing web- website copy is frustrating, but I'm not mad at you. Like I would still pick you to do it, right? right. Just like, our work together. You can be frustrated that this whole business thing is fucking hard sometimes, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> but you're not like mad at me. No, no. Well, <laughs> most of <laughs> the time. That you know of. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A majority of the time, right? But I think that that's just what you're you're able to see here. And that's what's so different based on when you were listening. But I mean, Honestly, I think the fact that you have it all recorded is like the biggest gift ever because you are someone who would have trouble taking in that growth if you couldn't actually listen to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you would be like, oh, I didn't know. I never got that upset about it. I know. Right? Right? Yeah. And like now it's etched in my memory. <laughs> like, it's so funny because I, I'm constantly like, oh, yeah, those were rough. Like, mm-hmm. I, somebody asked me if I feel like I'm on a podcast. And I'm like, no, when I sit down to, like, have my sessions with Lacey, I don't ever remember that it's going to be out there. Yeah. And then I hear it come out on Wednesdays. And I'm like, oh, my God, what did I say? What did I say? What did I say? <laughs> Do you feel – what is your, like – here's a good question. Uh-huh. Like, what's the primary feeling when you listen? Like, are you just really proud of yourself? Or, or what would you say is the primary feeling when you hear yourself back? Well, I'm not good at saying I'm proud of myself, so I would love to find different words for that, but I'll just use those. Um, Yeah, like, it. I obviously feel like I'm in a completely different space, Mm. and I almost, I don't want this to be a thing, but, like, I almost feel a bit sorry for myself for the way that I Mm. had felt about everything. Like, God, why did I make it so much harder on myself? You know, like... I was the one doing it. And even with that, like, I just listened to the episode that you kept talking about, like, you don't need to make it wrong. Stop saying that. <laughs> like, but I, And then yeah, I kept yeah, saying yeah. it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, I can see how far I've come. Yeah. Why do you think it's hard for you to say you're proud of yourself? I don't know. 
I don't know. You knew I was going to ask you that. I know. Yeah. I, I should have known that was coming. <laughs> that was coming. I think what previously think? I always felt like it was conceited or, you know, like, just give yourself a pat on the back all the time. Yep. But yep. now mm-hmm. I also know, no, sometimes you need that. It's okay. Mm. So look at that growth too. Yeah. So conceited to be proud of yourself. Is kind of where the line feels. Sometimes it kind of felt that way. Yeah. Or I don't know. Or <laughs> as I would have said previously, like there was always room for growth. Don't get too comfortable. You could do better. Mm, okay. Yeah. 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 Like if I say I'm proud of myself, then like my life stops here. I'm not growing. <laughs> yeah. Like I was just saying that was great and I was the best. <laughs> mm, okay. Okay. I said, don't make this so a thing. So what if you, <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. what if you just tried to say it out loud right now? What would happen? That I'm proud of myself? Yeah. Like, what if you were like, I am so freaking proud of myself. I am freaking proud of myself. Yeah. Okay, good. I, I can say okay. that. Okay, good. You're not like avoiding it. It's just kind of like a new edge. Like, not like I'm unavailable for that. Not I'm making it wrong. Just like I notice how it's funny to say that. It feels a little weird. Yeah. It, it does feel a little weird. Not something I'm used to, but mm-hmm. I also know it's there. So, yeah, yeah. I think that that is like um, the new practice that I want <laughs> you to have from from this right now. Is like I want you to practice saying that to yourself every day. So instead of telling myself how awesome I am when I look in the mirror, now I can say I'm so proud of you. Yep. Look at me moving on. I'm so proud of you. Are you telling me that? Doesn't that just feel like <laughs> yeah? Doesn't that just feel like warm and fuzzy inside? It really mm. does, especially because before, and I kind of had told you, but like I always wanted people on my team that would tell me this, yeah, or that would like tell me how awesome I am. <laughs> and I'm saying that yep. like Alexis on Shit's Creek. You know, like yeah, I, I think I always sought that out, and now I'm yep. like, no, you've got this. Well, it's almost like funny how that works, right? What I have noticed in my own experience is like the the more I say it to myself and validate myself in that, then when someone else says it to me, like it's nice, but it's not a big deal. Right. Versus like when we're not giving it to ourselves, someone else saying it to you is like everything. Yes. It's what kept the wheels right? turning. Exactly. So if I didn't have a client telling me how much they loved my designs, or if I didn't have my mm-hmm. VA being like, oh my God, that was the best content I've ever read, you know? <laughs> yep. Totally. But instead now, I totally. look at my content, I'm like, oh, that's pretty damn good for the week. What a beautiful note to end this session on, which is this idea that we have to tell ourselves what we want to hear from others, right? And then not only do we not actually care, but we get it reflected back to us a lot more too, right? So if I want to think I'm amazing, it's really my job to tell myself that all the time. And then when others say that back to me, right, it feels good, but it doesn't feel like a need, right? because I'm already giving that to myself. And the more I give it to myself, the more others actually give it to me, right? But when I'm expecting someone else to give me something I'm not willing to give myself, I'm disempowered immediately, right? When I'm expecting someone to give me something I won't give to myself, I am very like dependent 
on that feedback, right? But if I decide I am great, I am amazing, I am exceptional, right? then I just feel the feelings of that all the time. And there's not a neediness or desire um, to have someone else say it to me all the time. It might feel really good when they say it to me, but my whole day and life and business isn't predicated on looking for that, right? So I would really just sit with this and ask yourself this, like, what is something I'm craving hearing from others right now? Just be real with yourself. We all have those things. There is no shame in that game, right? What is something I'm craving hearing from others right now and then how can I get to work at telling myself that every single day it is so useful so empowering and the best thing you could do for yourself (laughs) yep totally I think that's so good and it's so kind of like freeing I think right because then it's easier to go do all that stuff it's so hard to do more of that stuff when that's not what's happening right Yes. And I can really tell a difference of where I'm at mentally when I actually sit down to do content. Because sometimes I'm like, oh, I should go research that. Maybe I should read somebody else's blog post. I should. And then other times I'm like, top five things. This is how I do it. Here goes Monday. You know, like no big deal. Totally. So when I've noticed that I feel like I need to pull up Pinterest, I'm like, close your laptop and walk away. You're not going to write well today. Yeah. This is so good. I feel like I hope that you just continue to take this in. I hope that you listen back to this episode, you know, months from now and just think like, oh my gosh, I was so proud of myself then. It's barely pales in comparison to how proud I even feel of myself now. Like I've just locked that in so much, right? Yes. So good. Ugh. So freaking proud of you. I know you get to keep locking in how proud of you. You are too, but like, oh my gosh, like just really no words. Just I'm going to get emotional again, but I'm just really, really excited for you. And I just love how it translates to everything feeling better, everything feeling easier, Mm -hmm. life feeling better, you getting to like enjoy so much more. And it's just amazing. Yeah. I always like you always read those posts of you get to decide if it's easy. Yeah. And I was always like, ah. Shut up with your woo shit. (laughs) Yep. And now I'm like, oh, I get it. I do. Yeah. I think I was trying to decide the wrong things, though. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. So good. Beautiful. All right. So homework is really that. Like, I'm so proud of myself. The rest of it, you kind of know for right now. You know what the priority is. You know you're going to outline the course, you know there's no rush on that. You know the biggest thing is getting that check-in stuff done with your VA, and then we'll take it from there. Yes, I'm excited. Amazing. Okay. Congratulations. You're wonderful. <laughs> Keep me posted in base camp, and I will talk to you Thank soon. Thank you. Have a good week. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. 
You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.